0: Hello and welcome to IndieWire's Very Good Television podcast. I'm Liz Shannon Miller at Lizlet on the Twitters.
1: I'm Ben Travers, Ben T Travers on the Twitters.
0: And happy uh, almost Thanksgiving or Thanksgiving as you listen to this. Time, time and space mean nothing, and you may or may not be listening to these every mo- every Monday morning as we post them, but. Let's presume that you're looking forward to Thanksgiving this year or anticipating it or expecting it or dreading it. I don't know.
1: I'm sure some people do.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's never an easy time of the year like if you have a especially depending on your relationship with your family or your lack thereof. But, you know, one great thing that we all have in common is loving the same exact television shows across the board. No one ever debates this ever.
1: Well, it's made so easy because there's only about 10 shows on TV, so then everybody's watched all of those shows so when it comes time to discuss them everybody's on the same page everybody's seen the same episodes everybody's caught up you can just f- let it fly
0: could you imagine what it would be like i can't imagine those like like the mash and cheers days where it's just like you'd go to work in the morning like yeah watch cheers there are three other thing options and i chose cheers because that was the correct one
1: i, I mean <laughs> you know me liz i'm an i'm an old man Who desperately wishes for the days of water cooler talk, where everyone watched the leftovers on Sunday night, and then the next morning we all got together and talked about it.
0: (laughs) I should go. I want to go on eBay and buy you like one of those old TVs that had like a dial. Did you ever have a TV with a dial on it, like to change the channel? Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, I'll 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 go and get on that. I'm sure I can find one for like five bucks plus shipping.
1: Can we get everybody a TV with a dial? Sure. Great.
0: Like the whole planet. Yeah. Yeah, sure, we'll just revert back to that. Yeah. Actually, what you could probably do is a smart TV app where it just replicates the experience. Somebody's actually probably already made that.
1: Can I control the dial?
0: Like for everyone? Yeah. So what you want is the power to control what everyone watches every day. Obviously. <laughs> ben right now is uh, pulling out his doves, because as you may have just heard, he made a leftovers reference unprompted. And there it goes into the leftovers jar.
1: Um, I don't think it was egregious, but uh, it's on the line.
0: I mean, we're going to hit that. We're going to hit that again. I'm sure. Like we'll call that a blanket leftovers reference for the rest of the episode.
1: <laughs> That's dangerous, Liz.
0: <laughs> that is true. <laughs> well, we knew what we get. We were getting into. Uh, <laughs> but uh, anyways, point is, family gathering, TV, lots of it. What to talk to them about? Um, we've created a set. So we, my, we, I mean Ben. Uh, uh, has created a have created a set of archetypes uh, that you may find at your Thanksgiving dinner table this year or your Christmas dinner table. This is this could go this this app podcast work could work for you uh, for month, weeks to come. Um, so Ben is going to fling some of these around and then we're going to discuss like what would be a good TV show to talk to this person with a yeah, talk about. God, I messed that sentence up.
1: No, 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 no. You're you're right on point. It's it's the it's the idea that whenever you're in a certain situation you can't really just keep keep recommending the same thing over and over again unless you are me and you literally give no shits and you just <laughs> desperately want anyone even your 95-year-old grandma and your 10-year-old cousin to watch the leftovers like if you are that person then by all means just continue to push twin peaks on whoever comes across uh, your dinner table but usually when you're talking about tv you kind of want to you kind of want to get on the same page with somebody so either you want to find a show that perhaps you can discuss because you've both seen it right or you want to be able to recommend a show that actually applies to their interests because shockingly not everyone watches tv all the time they don't watch all the tv shows we may or may not have lied to you earlier when we said that there are only 10 and everyone watches the same ones yeah. so there's a little bit of a search going on and these discussions usually go better if you guys find some sort of common ground mm-hmm. and usually with your family you know them well enough where they kind of fit into an archetype like the, not necessarily the general ones we're going to be giving but in your own mind you're gonna be like you know what he's kind of this guy or she's
0: kind of more
1: like this and then you'll be able to pick a show and go with it
0: yeah it's interesting like I um this is an And I feel like it's always nice when you get that sensation of it's not it's like it's like when you find the perfect gift for somebody. Like, you know, you're at the store and you're like, I don't if I don't care like this person that this person and I aren't like maybe the best of friends. I'm going to spend 20 bucks because this person needs this thing.
1: Yeah. No, it's that's it's a great feeling, especially right now in the holidays when everyone's literally trying to do that. Right. Um, And then it's also great if you're having a discussion with somebody and you kind of expect them to be one way, and all of a sudden they're like, you know what? I actually love the leftovers. And you're like, what? (laughs) What? Oh, my. Well, please sit down. Let me get you some pie. Do you need a drink? We'll be here a while.
0: I'm really regretting giving you a blanket pass on...
1: Yeah, you should. You should (laughs) never say those words. That's just insane. Um, (laughs) But no, hopefully, hopefully these discussions will A, help you in your conversations, B, help you find stuff that might be interested in, uh, that you might be interested in as we approach the end of the year. And there's so many shows to catch up on. Um, but yeah, let's just let's just launch into it. All Liz, right. First archetype. Um, your first archetype. And this is this is the hardest <clears throat> one for me. Um okay. Let's say that you sit down at the table. Right. And all of a sudden, uh, your aunt comes up to you and she looks down, she goes, Liz, I'm sorry, you, you can't sit there. That's grandpa's seat. And you're like, oh, okay, well, where should I go? And I, I don't know what to do. You've got to you actually have to move to the kids table.
0: And oh. you're like, "Oh
1: my, okay. Well, I'm going to sit here and they're going to be like, "Oh, Liz, what do you what do you do?" You're like, "Well, I watch a lot of TV." And they're gonna be like, "Oh, okay. What should I watch? Liz, what do you recommend to your 10-year-old nephew? He is young. Don't tell him to watch He's going to have it."
0: <laughs> um, I actually have a really good answer for this one. Um because I just uh, I I've been no, no, no spoilers. No, uh, I feel like I'm kind of under embargo. But I just watched the Psych Christmas movie uh, in preparation for interviews, and go with me here. Um, I, 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 we're talking for a ten year old. A ten year old. That show actually is surprisingly like it's not. It's not pandering in that family friendly sort of way. It's just, but it's just like a genuinely. Easy show to recommend for like families and for young kids. Uh, young kids like there aren't real, and also especially like for my ten-year-old nephew, my hypothetical one. Um, like the two, the two stars of the show, James Roday and Dule Hill, have this really beautiful chemistry and friendship, and it's just very like positive. And it's a very, very positive example of male friendship on TV, and they just have this great rhythm and ban- pattern to them, to their interactions. And uh, that's something that came up in this interview I did, where Jan Roday was talking about how, like, one of the things that he's seen, like, the pre-teens set really respond to with Psych over the years, because kids are just catching up with the show, however they do. Um, and so, you know, people, kids who weren't alive when Psych started are big Psych fans, but. In that like ten to thirteen age range, like your best friend is like the most important relationship in your life, like uh, you know, like kind of you because know, you're not interested in dating yet, hopefully, um, and uh, so you know, like that kind of like central friendship idea, like is a really is something that he's that they've seen people really respond to. So Psych would be my recommendation. Um, also, uh, Star Trek is forever classic. Though not no. maybe not Discovery. Yeah, not, not, I'm, saying, I'm not saying. I'm not saying Discovery is not a potential classic. I'm saying uh, right. they they uh, they, they, dro- they do they drop squares on that show now.
1: Yeah, it's not. Uh, it's not the original, not yeah. the original motion picture slash series. Yes. So.
0: But uh, Next Generation is always a safe bet.
1: Always a safe bet. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's, are there more? I mean, I know. I know there's some there's some sexual situations in certain Star Trek episodes. Are there more or less sexual situations in Psych? I don't
0: I don't know if I know Psych well enough to say, but I feel like the answer is uh, fewer and I, I would say there's probably more sex direct reference to sex in in, in Psych, but uh, it I don't think it's ever, ever ever at all explicit.
1: Now, if you're gonna make that pitch to your ten year old, right? What would you tell him?
0: about the smart it's about this incredibly smart detective who fools everyone into thinking he's psychic.
1: That's really good. Yeah. and he's and he's
0: he's really funny and he gets and he has a lot and he and his best friend get into hijinks
1: now is psych available to stream on netflix
0: that's a really good question i'm going to look that up right now because i meant to earlier because if it is
1: then you could just literally hand him your phone like if he was getting annoying like if it turned into one of those nephews like i can't sustain this conversation you'd be like here look just check it out and then you plop it down to the table and you're like okay i can relax
0: No, it's not streaming anywhere right now but uh hopefully mvc fixes that They've got that sweet Hulu deal now. Maybe they'll add it in. Yeah,
1: maybe they're waiting for some added publicity once the movie strikes.
0: Yeah, uh, which early December. Um, ben, what would you recommend to your 10-year-old nephew? Uh,
1: I'd tell him to watch Planet Earth 2. Oh,
0: that's a good one. I mean, it, it depends. I, I would say that that's a really good recommendation if you know your nephew is at all sciencey.
1: I I don't even care if he is or not. I'm going to tell that little kid, you know what? It's important for you to watch this stuff. You understand it. And there's a lot of cute animals.
0: Um. Ben, didn't I talk to you on the phone immediately after you watched Planet Earth 2 and you were very upset?
1: Yeah. I want this kid to understand the world that he's about to to inherit. He's got a lot of responsibility. So if he doesn't like science, he needs to kind of figure it out a little bit. He needs to get on that page where he can at least understand the basics and try to, you know, I don't know, vote properly, vote for the people who are going to protect our world, that kind of thing. Understand that global warming is a real thing.
0: Watch Adorable penguins nearly get beaten to death.
1: Well, I mean, I don't. I mean, it's okay. He can handle it.
0: (laughs) It's a tough nephew you got.
1: Well, I mean, it's TVG. I feel like it. I mean, if 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 they're not ready for it, then I don't know what we're doing.
0: I know. What a a time to be alive.
1: This is probably another another good point, which I know this has come up on the show before. Right. But it's it's a good time to mention that Liz and I are not parents. We, we do not have children.
0: Do not let us parent your children. Perhaps
1: our recommendations are not sound, but I hope they give you good ideas for what might be alternative solutions to, I don't know. I
0: mean, Planet Earth 2 is hella cool. Like, it's great. It, so I, I feel like it, that's not actually a bad recommendation, I don't think.
1: I mean, I'd also recommend The Adventures of Puss in Boots on Netflix. You do love that Obviously. show. Obviously. That's...
0: Actually, you right know what? There. Shout out also for Troll Hunters.
1: Troll Hunters is great. Uh, Troll Hunters. I,
0: I just saw the uh, first two episodes of the new season. When's
1: that? When's the second uh, season? It comes it December? out mid-December.
0: Okay. But they're still the first season. Oh, yeah. And uh, that show, I young mean, it's, it's 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 beautifully done. Like, there's the, visual, the visuals are really cool. And the main character is a great, like, role model for young boys. And, yeah.
1: All right. Well, we're going to jump back to the... To the adult table. Okay, we're on the, at the you, credit You're cr- leaving cr- the kids with the phone to watch yeah. whatever. Probably right. Puss in Boots. Probably Puss in Boots. Uh, you're going back. You're going to say hi. But before you can say hi to anybody, you get pulled aside right. by your grandpa. Okay. And this is your you know, your veteran, oh. war-torn, like, I'm sitting in a wheelchair, tough as nails, uh, still drinking whiskey with my water, grandpa. And he's like, Liz, what do I need to watch this
0: weekend? Oh, man. Grandpa. Um, Oh, man. This is an interesting question. Because I want to, like, I kind of don't want to, like, go, like, oh, like, the Long Road Home or, you know, SWAT or any of these other. SWAT? Well, (laughs) please, let's not
1: recommend the shows that aren't good. Let's not just go desperate here. (laughs)
0: Yeah, no. Uh, Well, I'm trying to think, like, I'm trying to think, like, there's. I feel like what would be really interesting is to recommend, like, something like The Expanse. Where it's like, I mean, it's that might be a little that's might be a little too dense, but there's a really there's I think a lot of really cool details to it, and also in the second season, there's um, basically the there are Martian mar- Marines, Ben. Don't call them soldiers; they're Martian the Marines. I
1: don't think he's gonna. Well, then he might. Yeah, he might like that. Yeah. Depending on where he served.
0: But yeah, like there's a so yeah, it depends. Like you know, there's a lot of it's a it's a it's a it's a, co- a complicated, dense show, but it's not. But because it's set in the future, it's not in our reality. It's a bit escapist, but it's really grounded in real world politics and uh, issues. And also, there's cool space stuff. Um, so that's that's depending if my grandpa has any tolerance whatsoever for uh, for for you know that sort of thing. Um, maybe Einstein actually genius. You mean genius? Yeah, Hot Einstein. Who fucks? <laughs> uh. <laughs>
1: That's how you should pitch it to your grandpa. That's the exact yeah. words you should use when he says, Liz, what should I watch this weekend? That's Oh, what I... hot Einstein, who fucks? <laughs> For Gr- sure, grandpa.
0: Grandpa gets it. Um, he might. Actually. Don't I don't know how you got here, but. What about you? What are you thinking?
1: Uh, I would play it totally safe and tell him to watch Godless.
0: Oh, yeah, that's a great pick.
1: 110% just look him dead in the eye and say it's. The best Western you'll see this year,
0: and now I know, now I understand why Netflix is releasing it like what the day before Thanksgiving. Yeah, Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: I'll give them a little bit of advance warning. But yeah. no, it's it's got a it's got a good strong feminist message to it, but it is subtly incorporated within a within a, a classic revenge story uh, that's very well fleshed out and features some terrific performances. It has uh, that perfect slow glacial pace that you just want to. Savor forever, where you can just sit in it and let this Western wash over you. Which, I mean, those of us who are older and have patience, which you know, these young whippersnappers have completely lost. Uh, they, they, they can really appreciate this kind of storytelling. And Godless, uh, make sure that you do. So I would, I would look him dead in the eye and tell him Godless, and I'd try to say it in his, is stern, and. Uh, uh, as stern and beard-like of a tone as I could muster without having the ability to grow a beard or to be stern or,
0: or you can definitely be stern. Eh,
1: I don't. I think I'm very lovable, but um, <laughs> oh, I'm affable, just like Jeff Daniels in the uh, newsroom, who's also in Godless. Uh, That'd be the second pick. I told to watch Newsroom, but you know they've probably already seen it. So, um, all right. So Expanse, Godless. Those are pretty good. I mean, that's a good little, starting point.
0: I, I don't know if the Expanse is the greatest pick I could come it's up. with. It's a bit of
1: a risk, but if you get yeah. in, if you get into a spot with it where they kind of glaze over or they look at you like I don't give a shit about that space stuff, then you can just be like, oh well, Godless is also very good. Yeah, throw there out. you go. All right, um, moving back kind of down the table a little bit. Right. We're gonna go with your kind of average Joe Uncle. Okay. So this is the guy who watches football on Sundays. Mm-hmm. Um, he loves Marvel movies. If you read a book, it's Harry Potter, and that's probably it. Um, so
0: this is, but this this, arc, this average Joe sounds like he's got a, a bit of a genre thing.
1: No, that's just what every that's just what most people like these days. That's just very Marvel very movies and of Harry the, Potter. Absolutely, very middle Infinite of the book. road, like kind of kind of guy who. I mean, the the, the safest pick here is, is Game of Thrones. Like you could obviously throw that out, but he probably already watched that.
0: Um, if he's a football guy, get Friday Night Lights in in his brain pan.
1: Well, we're trying to get new shows here, Liz.
0: Uh, Are we keeping it to stuff it's, okay.
1: Well, we should try to, I mean, we should try to keep it, there's so many out there that we don't want to tell them stuff that that they've already, that they've already seen. All right,
0: so average Joe type kind of wants something straight down, like a straight down the middle, no, no, no no curveballs. Yeah,
1: think about the, think about kind of just the jovial uncle who comes up and tells you a joke you've heard three or four times before, but he's a nice enough dude and and he's just kind of. Having a good time, casually strolling through life.
0: Doesn't want to think too hard. Doesn't yeah. want. just, just want no, something a fun to watch. Not a huge
1: challenge, but yeah, he likes his distraction. Maybe get him a little bit of extra excitement, but
0: you know. Yeah, like no, Game of look, Thrones. Look, I'm gonna I'm gonna ponder this one slightly. Why don't you Why don't you tell me what what you were thinking for him? I'm gonna
1: tell him to watch Big Mouth.
0: <laughs> that is that is an interesting pick.
1: I would. Uh, yeah, I, I think that a. This is the kind of guy who definitely has a Netflix subscription because everybody does. Right. Uh, B, I don't think he would have found it on his own. He may have just been like animation, eyes glaze over, move on past it. But I could probably throw out names like Nick Kroll um, and basically anybody in that voice cast, and he'd probably kind of perk up a little bit and get a little excited. He'd watch some uh, – I, I might be able to describe the story in a way where it's just kind of like, yeah, it's 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 about, it's about all of us, but it's about these kids, and there's like all these – just filthy jokes and and really great kind of challenging premises. And there's something called the Hormone Monster, which has this just intimidating voice and just is hilarious. And like just use a lot of those kind of big funny words and avoid kind of the topics where it's like it's also very <laughs> heartfelt and sincere and has a lot of depth to it and digs into these other issues because then I think he'll be surprised by that stuff and he'll still really, really enjoy it. Um, but I think that that's something that has a big mass appeal and just people haven't found it yet, or they're finding it now. We have no idea. It's on Netflix. Maybe this is one of those well, shows I, I where will, I throw it out there, and he's just like, "Oh yeah, I definitely already watched that." But
0: well, without getting too meta about it, I will note that um, we did that. Uh, we did that as you know, big mouth voiced cast post, um, and back back in the day, and it still gets really good traffic. Like people are discovering the show, but not to not not enough, and they need help from people like you.
1: Well, it's also that's not. It's not a great. That's not a safe metric, really.
0: Of course. But <laughs> um I will say also I had it right right here. Um you know I don't think I don't think Westworld gets too in, it gets too meaty or too too esoteric for for casual consumption. I think this guy might get into it. Um
1: Yeah, Westworld definitely has the mass appeal behind it.
0: Yeah, um, and I mean, I'm sure he's watched Stranger Things, so that's kind of a silly thing to suggest.
1: Right, both of those are kind of on the cusp, where it's like he's probably heard people recommend it before, if not uh, watched himself. But they're definitely good ones to reemphasize if, for whatever reason, you know, he got busy with his fantasy league.
0: You know what? Uh, you know what? I, I I bet I bet he'll I bet he'd enjoy. What? I bet he'd enjoy the deuce.
1: I bet he would not. <laughs>
0: No, I think The Deuce is much more fun than you think, than it it seems on the surface.
1: I have a lot of fun with The Deuce, and I still, well, I mean, maybe. Everybody I talk to, when they talk about The Deuce, and it makes me feel like, again, kind of the weird minority, they're always like, yeah, I had to kind of, like, I had to give it a few episodes, and then kind of I got into it. It's never something where they watched the first one and loved it, and were just suckered in, except, you know, me, because I'm a weirdo, but... um, but yeah, I just I I hope that I'd love to push that and see how he responds. You could definitely sell the porn angle.
0: Yeah, I think I think that's the thing about it is like you tell him it's classy and then you tell him it's about porn.
1: And he might be a guy who did watch The Wire because The Wire has since crossed over into yeah like kind of a broader appeal. A lot of people really love The Wire. So if he was like, it's it's like The Wire but with porn, that might be enough to be like boom. And
0: also you and then if when his I'm. In, in this fictional scenario where his uh, his wife is sitting right next to him, you're like, and it's a really great feminist story. Um,
1: mm-hmm. and see, that, this is where we get into some really tricky situations when you're recommending TV shows. Like, if there's two people there yeah. and you know how to sell it to one person, but it might take away from the other person, it's like, well, I guess maybe you could, like, in that case, you'd be like, it's a good one for both of you to watch together and you'll enjoy it. And that would be a weird experience, but it'd be super great. Um, there's
0: yeah. certainly worse shows to watch as a couple than that one.
1: There are. Oh, endlessly. I would. I mean, I'd recommend the deuce to everybody.
0: But. Okay. Okay. So uh, get, who else is at the table?
1: All right. So let's go other extreme. Right. You're you're going to the kitchen. Right. You're getting another, I don't know, Liz, what do you drink on Thanksgiving?
0: Uh, getting another glass of wine.
1: You're getting a glass of wine. Um, You'd notice that your, your teenage niece mm. is sneaking <laughs> some wine for herself. And you're like, Charlotte, get over here. Give me that all right, what have you been, been up to, Charlotte? And she's just looking you dead in the eye like, God damn it, you just took my wine. And she's like, nothing, I don't know, I'm watching a lot of TV. And you're like, oh, okay, well, you know, that's exciting. And she's like, yeah, I mean, what what do you watch? What should I be watching right now? And she says it with that kind of snarky attitude. Like, she already knows what she wants to watch. But you're ready, Liz. You've got one in the hopper. In the ready hopper. Ready to just drop on her. Boom. So, like, it has to be kind of cool. Yeah. It can't be too predictable. It has to be a little out there and it has to be a, like challenging enough where depending on how you're feeling in that moment and depending on the exact age of this teenage cool kid um you know, it's going to push her a little bit. Going to surprise her.
0: I'm thinking American Gods.
1: Oh my gosh. Well, I hope she's like 17.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's <that's laughs> good. Point. Or 19. I mean, let's be quick. <laughs> but yes. Yeah, I think I think I think honestly at this point like any 17-year-old is ready for American Gods to some degree. Um I was actually I was just I thinking hope about not. It. what I hope not you you want to you want to believe in the innocence of youth yes okay I will say that I mean American Gods is a very extreme example I might but like you know I feel like actually by comparison outlander isn't as graphic and I've been thinking I' you know and Outlander's. I don't think
1: you're gonna earn any cool points for outlander Liz uh.
0: It does. It does have, on the surface, no a lack of cool. But I feel like American Gods is like really crazy out there.
1: Oh yeah.
0: Um, really, just any Brian, like Hannibal, actually, because then because they they adhere ever so slightly more to broadcast standards for that show. So, but like also any a minimum of seventeen. But yeah, but basically, um, any anything from the Brian Fuller oeuvre, really, like push, pushing daisies. They might be into. Uh, I know, I know, I know you're trying to keep in on, on new shows, but um, that's kind of where my head's at. The other thing I'm going to say though is that if I'm talking to a cool ass seven, if a cool if, think she's cooler than school, seventeen year old, I'm going to ask her what she's watching. This is actually one of my favorite parts of Thanksgiving. I, I know Ben is making his no, that's a terrible idea face, <laughs> um, but I just want to say like one of my favorite parts about Thanksgiving is finding out what other people are watching because I get you know I'm in this we spend. We spend you know five days a week in our little bubble here. Um, it's literally a, it literally at times feels like a bubble because at least one wall is made of glass. Actually, two. We a got cube, the windows.
1: Liz. we're in a cube. We're in a cube. We're in a glass cube.
0: We're in a glass cube of
1: emotions. But
0: of uh, <laughs> emotions, shattering at any moment. Um, no, we got actually got that fixed. Uh, so that's good. Um, but you know we're in our little bubble here. And uh, it's nice to get out and, like, actually hear what people are watching like and actually caring about beyond, like, what we critically think is important. Not because what we think critically isn't important. It is very important. It's the most important thing. Um, Obviously. But uh, <laughs> I regret so much giving you the blanket. Well, you should. Uh, but actually, another pick. I'm going to throw out Master of None. Sure, yeah. I think like I feel like it's like when you're seventeen, you want to watch a show about people who are ten years older than you doing living a cool cool life in Italy like in in New York like that seems like a and I think that show never gets too graphic but does like really tell an interesting story and she's you know she might be into the romance aspect of it I'm not gonna see see say how she see I'm not gonna tell her how she feels about that
1: Master of none would be would be a great pick uh, in the hopes of bonding with somebody because I would assume. I would assume most people are aware of it, and those Netflix kids have probably seen it. But that's a great one to throw out and be like, oh, yeah, no, I get Master of None. And then she'd probably start talking about a specific episode or scene, and you'd be like, oh, no, no, yeah, I talked to so-and-so about that. I talked to Alan Yang. I talked to Aziz. Yeah. And then she'd be like, oh, shit, now I'm dealing with somebody real.
0: Yeah. Oh, boy. The name dropping is always...
1: Well, it's cool with a teenager. Yeah. Like, you don't want to do it with everybody. Like, yeah. that's, it's a douchey thing. But yeah. with teenagers, sometimes it's just like, no, I need to, we need to calm you down a little bit. You've got an attitude.
0: Teenagers, yeah. Uh, so who else is at dinner?
1: Um, well, I'd tell the, the Oh, yeah, niece, sorry, I didn't ask you. Yeah. I'd tell her to watch Legion. Uh, oh, that's
0: a really good pick.
1: And if she kind of gave me an attitude at all, I'd tell her to watch Twin Peaks. <laughs>
0: That's just mean. <laughs> no, it's
1: not. It's great. I would, I would make. You are the not best. recommending
0: Twin Peaks for, for like positive.
1: <laughs> yes, I would. I, of course, I am. I always am. It's it's one of the best two shows on TV this year, um, and I I would absolutely make the recommendation and I would sell it so frickin' hard because it would be fun to do that way. I'd, I'd say I'd be, like, a little condescending. I'm like, you probably wouldn't understand it. It might be a little over your head. It might be a little too sophisticated for you. And she'd be like, oh, fuck, no, no. Don't tell me how to be. I'm an adult. And then she'd come back and watch it. And okay. we'd have another Twin Peaks fan. Uh, but no, so um, let's go with, let's go. You're, you're moving back. You've got your wine. Got you. are going back to the table. You, okay. you poured an extra glass because you wanted to go sit down and talk to your aunt. Right. And your aunt is just this just sweet caregiver she's hosting thanksgiving she just wants everybody to be happy she's just the nicest person in the world and Mm -hmm. she likes her tv to be as nice as she is or at least as kind of pleasant and enjoyable um so she's just like liz what should i be watching i mean
0: a nice show
1: just a nice show
0: a nice show something that's
1: gonna make this person who's happy and makes everybody else happy it's gonna make her even happier
0: auntie you should be watching brooklyn nine nine (laughs)
1: <laughs> my mom's favorite show of the year is the leftovers shout out to ann travers but brooklyn 99 is a great pick actually she, i don't think she likes it that much I think she thinks it's okay
0: i just think like she'll tell us um yes ann travers will tell us uh we, we, we can report back if, he, if you're curious but yeah, i think uh like there's a part of me that also is thinking about the good place in this context and i which because <laughs> i but you know i think like the inner snarkiness of uh the inner snarkiness of Kristen Bell might be a little much.
1: I was thinking of of the Trolley episode, actually. <laughs> yeah, of course. Uh,
0: that is not... The, yeah, there's also like...
1: There might be a, a violent... Like, this is probably someone who grew up on Cheers or at least loves Cheers to some regard, and then seeing Ted Danson perform these new feats might be a lot to take in. But I, I actually would strongly encourage that recommendation. I think that's a good pick to kind of... Maybe push her a little bit outside of her bubble, but I think she'd be happy with that.
0: I think it's a it's a little yeah. It's like it, it, I I think that show is about family more than ever, and which I think is always a makes makes gives it kind of a new a new energy to the workplace comedy aspect. Um, well,
1: it's it's very much about making your own and finding your own family, right. like choosing your own family to and healthfully going about that.
0: I just want to watch a super um, a, a, a supercut now of every time Holt was amazing just like in the last few episodes
1: there's a there's a lot of them this mm-hmm. year has been they have been tipping the hulk card quite a few times like really kind of letting him do some, some different <laughs> uncharacteristic quote-unquote things There so much so that it's actually becoming characteristic
0: i him yelling at that at the fate at the fake cheddar during the halloween episode <laughs>
1: bitch you're just a stupid no, it's not stupid. What's Dumb. the color? No.
0: Oh, God. I don't know. Anyway, yes. Yeah, but.
1: His line readings are
0: incredible. It, it's But Brooklyn Nine-Nine, um, you know, a show we don't talk about, I think, enough, but deserves consideration, is One Day at a Time, which is another show about about family. And just, you know, I think it might be a, it might be a slightly darker show than she might be into, just because, like, they're tackling some real-world issues. Um, the, you know the main character is undergoing you know treatment for depression um, and PTSD. Uh, you know, but then there's Rita Moreno being amazing. So there's that's a happy-making thing. Do we know when season two comes out? We have not gotten – because it's Netflix, but they don't, haven't really given us an official date yet. I think the – Season one premiered in
1: January, though, I'm right? thinking – I early. think you're rating
0: January again this year.
1: Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, we just got the date announcement for Grace and Frankie, which is in January, so
0: – Grace and Frankie, though, also that. Absolutely. Yeah. Was that going to be your pick?
1: I mean, it was one of them.
0: Yeah, what, what else do you have here –
1: I'm, I'm actually kind of worried. We seem to be skewing pretty heavily – maybe it's just me skewing pretty heavily into Netflix or at least a lot of shows you can watch on Netflix. But I was I was going to say Glow. Uh, I was going to tell her to watch Glow.
0: Well, Glow's a fun one, especially because, cause, like, you know, she might even remember that era of – she might even remember that show, like the original yeah. one.
1: I think it might be one that's a little tricky to pitch on its face, you know, just saying, hey, this is a, a show about 80s wrestling, like a, a kind of a semi-professional 80s wrestling league that's being founded. And, uh, but it's about friendship and it's about these women who stick together and, and do these really crazy things. And there's these great costumes and great choreography. And it's really funny. And there's these, and it's got Alison Brie and it's got Betty Gilpin and it's got Mark Merritt. Like, I think I could probably get her there. And I think it's, it's also one where once you start it, it just is, is endlessly pleasing. Like, it's just something that really presses all the right buttons. So I think she'd be very happy with it.
0: You know what you could do? Uh, you could read, get that, pull up on your phone. At the table, it's a little rude, but you know maybe this is kind of like the casual, you guys are kind of like, you know, things are kind of broken up. It's not like the formal, like everyone's just chowing down session. Um, and you can pull out your phone and find the essay that B- Betty Gilpin wrote about filming Glee, and not mm. Glee, G- Glow and how happy it made her to just be working with all these amazing women, and she felt really body positive by the end of the experience. Like, you start there, and then you're like, she's talking about this great, and and so your aunt's like, this lady sounds amazing. What what is the show she's talking about?
1: That's a good idea. That's a very good point, because often I forget that some of the best ways in uh, to people for TV shows are the actors. Like we're again going back to our glass cube of emotions. Usually we talk about showrunners and producers and creative entities kind of behind the scenes. And yeah, we love actors, and there's definitely things we watch just for them. But the the public face is often the face. Like that that's yeah. what draws people in. So that's a very good point, and yeah. that's a very good story. And everybody should watch Betty Gilpin anyway. So
0: she's great. Yeah, she basically steals uh, American Gods. Her limited her, her limited appearances. She does a lot.
1: Yes, I'll agree with that. All right. All right, last one. Um, this is somebody that I've encountered a number of times in my own life and in, in various different Thanksgivings. And probably my favorite person to talk to on Thanksgivings slash in life is a good old rambunctious grandma. Oh, yeah. The one who just doesn't give a shit anymore. She's not wasting any time. She's going to, like, kind of throw some stuff back in your face and, and really go at it. She, is, she understands the idea of... That most grandmas have been have been conveyed as these complacent, simple people who are just kind of there and happy and whatever, and she's not that. She's she understands, she's sharp's tack, she's ready to have a conversation, and she wants a little bit of a challenge with her T V show. Like she wants something that, you know, maybe it's not the most complicated, crazy, batshit, nutty twin peaks thing you can find, but, you know, she wants something a little bit a little bit different, a little bit irreverent, perhaps.
0: Huh. Up until the word irreverent, Grandma was I was going to recommend uh, Outlander to Grandma. Um, Ugh,
1: I keep sticking on Outlander. I don't think that's going to earn you any cool points.
0: I don't want to be. I don't, I, I, I've been really enjoying the season of Outlander. It's fun. Uh, and I feel like Grandma would really respond to the main character because she's, you know, tough. take no pr- One of the things I always forget about the show um, is that, but, and then, of course, we're reminded by the show, is that, you know, she's the main character was not ever a, you know, you know, t- standard heroin. She was an army nurse in the 1940s, during World War II, so she's tough as nails. And then, like, in future seasons, she goes on to be, like, a real pioneer of, in her time, whatever time period that might be. But I think grandma, All the times. All the times. But yeah, but I think grandma would really respond to that. Um, and grandma would also find that young Sam Hugen very charming. Um, <laughs> I'm basing this actually on memories of my own grandmother, who once very memorably told me that she would not kick Simon Baker out of bed for eating crackers. Um, Simon Baker was the star of the Mentalist. Right. Rest in peace, the Mentalist. Sure. Um,
1: I'm basing this on basically, basically, basically uh, the the kind motherly figure in about time, but that's a specific thought. That's a very specific thought.
0: I'm wondering, like. But if you you're trying to challenge her a little bit, like what about something like feud? Um, I mean, sure. I feel like you know she might enjoy that aspect. Uh, what What are you thinking?
1: Oh, I am absolutely. Hold on, I want to make sure I get this name right. I am absolutely giving. Ah, oh shit, she's only called Mom. Uh, Lindsay Duncan's character in About Time. Oh, I'm I love telling Lindsay her. To, oh, everybody loves Lindsay Duncan is a priceless gem. And if I ran into Lindsey Duncan on Thanksgiving. I would absolutely tell her to watch The Young Pope. Young Pope. I'd be like, Nope. This is the dope Pope who fucks. You're going (laughs) to love this show.
0: Does he actually have sex on the show?
1: That's a spoiler. Okay. I'm not going to talk about it. Okay. And no, me saying the dope Pope who fucks is not saying one way or another whether or not he does fuck. But you get the feeling that this Pope knows how. And that's important. (laughs) And he's magical. And it's a show that... Challenges a lot of ideas that somebody who was probably raised in a time where religion was a a very important staple of their life might have some opinions on right now. And I think that would be a a very worthy endeavor for us to have a discussion about. And my dream would be that if I said that to Lindsey Duncan, Lindsey Duncan would look back in my face and say, Ben, I watched all 10 episodes and I fucking loved it. And then we'd talk about Lenny all night long.
0: This is a beautiful dream. And
1: then I'd obviously talk to her about about time. Like if it's actually Lindsay Duncan. I'm going to ask her so many about time questions. Don't
0: you have any leftovers questions?
1: I mean, I do, but we start with about time.
0: Oh, you're never going to finish then.
1: Right. I assume Thanksgiving only lasts one day. If we're on like a weekend trip right. somewhere, like if we're up at Big Bear at a cabin, great. Then I can, I can space it out perfectly and I can devote an entire day to the young pope and an entire day to about time and an entire day to the leftovers, but... There you go. Where are the shoes, Liz?
0: It's <laughs> a good question. Why are they there? I don't know. Um, <laughs> so uh, I feel like we—that's a good roundup. I'm trying to think if there's anything we missed, aside from what appears to be a military drone. You heard a—that's weird. Um,
1: this I, might be our last podcast. This might
0: be our last podcast. That's not. Don't. That's really bleak.
1: You're the one who pointed out the military drone. I can't yeah. You're see the it. one who
0: took it to the place where we we're dying at any moment.
1: I'm sorry if I see a military drone flying over the sky of Los Angeles. I'm going to assume we're in trouble.
0: Fair. Who's okay. in
1: control of the military? Who's our commander in chief?
0: Oh dear. Yeah.
1: It's not Bill Pullman, Liz.
0: I was gonna. That was that was actually going to be my guess. I'm trying to remember actually like who is like currently. Oh, well, uh, on Scandal, Mellie Grant is president right now, and that's actually kind of great. Mellie Grant's president. She's very. Right. Then there's this, um, this latest, uh, the season premiere of Scandal has this. Um, I think it's at or the second episode has this amazing monologue where Mellie Grant, who's now president, complains about how she can't get laid, and it is so funny, because it's like historically
1: yeah. not a problem for presidents, but interesting.
0: But she's, but you know she's. It's, you know.
1: There are different expectations.
0: There are different expectations for her. It just sucks. It just sucks. But don't worry. Millie Grant won't let anything stop her from getting what she wants.
1: Good. Yes. Melanie Grant can get it.
0: Millie Grant can get it. And
1: that's what matters. Um, Is that the best thing you saw last week, Liz?
0: That is not the best thing I saw last week. But I was going I'm to shocked. ask you what the best thing you saw last week was. Oh. that was the best thing I saw last week because uh, I saw it like months ago
1: um the I mean there's there's so many choices honestly for you've the gotten thing. to review some good stuff lately yeah there's been there's been a nice um droppage of of quality new programming right before Thanksgiving um including search party season two which is incredible relief to inform everyone that it is still both the same show that it was in season one uh and also a, a complete reversal of the formula it just works beautifully and uh all those characters are they're perfectly set up for what they're dealing with now and i obviously don't want to get into any spoilers in case people haven't seen the first season and obviously i'm not going to spoil anything for season two but i've seen the first six and they're all fantastic um so i can hardly recommend that as well as godless which we already talked about and as much as a straight white man can tell you to watch spike lee's she's gotta have it uh watch she's got it's so good like it's 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 great i'm really into it
0: did you watch the original film before i
1: have seen the original film but
0: but like how recently
1: uh months ago
0: okay months ago is better than me like i saw it i think when i was 18 um so it's been a very long time for me but it is on netflix would you recommend checking out the film first or just going into the show blind uh
1: i think either is fine
0: okay do you feel like um, do you feel like they they're like are there callbacks in the show to the movie?
1: I wouldn't call them callbacks. There's obviously direct parallels, um, but I'm I'm hesitant to even talk too much about it because I I don't like even saying something like well it's exactly the same or the plot follows the same structure or this event is the same or these people are the same like it it kind of if you saw the movie. It it might spoil some of the stuff that's going to happen in the show. It's like a weird, it's like a weird spoiler gray area where, mm-hmm. like the show and the and the movie are different, but they're also very similar, and you don't want to commit overly to one side or the other. So, I would say that if you're if you want to watch a TV show right now, then just start it. And when you're done, if you're curious about kind of what inspired it you can go back and watch the movie and if you do it in the other if you do it vice versa that's obviously fine too but Mm -hmm. it is it's it is interesting to see something like um to see spike lee directing an actor uh who's playing the character that he played Mm -hmm. i'll say that much like that is something to me where uh, it's interesting to to draw those connections between both projects i just think it's kind of fun interesting um, but no, so uh, those are the many, many best things that I've seen of late. Uh, Liz, did I steal any of yours or
0: did I not? You did not, and sure. I, I would have been shocked if you if you had. Um, Outlander. <laughs> no, no, Outlander's been very, like I said, though. Leftovers. Applogi- no. Um, actually, uh, I want to mention really quick that I want to – Something I need to I want I should do is uh, go back and maybe maybe instead of watching watch them, Twin Peaks, yeah. yeah, I need to do that. Um, <laughs> so we can have our big fight. Oh yeah, let's go. I, I do I do I, if, before we have the big fight, I do promise to watch to finish finish watching Twin Peaks. Um, it doesn't matter. Why? Don't you want me to watch Twin Peaks? I
1: always want everyone to watch Twin Peaks. Huh,
0: but you said it didn't matter. Is that just because nothing matters? Yes. Oh, okay. Um, (laughs) But anyways, I was going to mention on the uh, She's Gotta Have It tip, I kind of – I feel like I maybe need to go and reread um, Spike Mike's Slackers and Dykes, which is uh, the legendary book about the rise of the independent film movement, um, just so that I can – because there's a – I think one of the first chapters is about She's Gotta Have It um, and the making of, and I feel like that would be interesting to revisit.
1: There's a – I think your knowledge of Spike Lee definitely helps in watching the series. Mm-hmm. Even even that being said, it's written by a lot of different people um and not just Spike Lee. It's it's just all directed by him. Um, but there's a there's <laughs> she's a big movie fan and she talks about them and one of the movies she talks about is Malcolm X, which leads into an interesting discussion about Malcolm X and the Oscars. Um
0: I'm glad that Spike is, has, has an opportunity to maybe express some opinions he might have been had.
1: Yeah, I don't think he's over it. I don't think he's, uh, let's call it a, a gracious loser.
0: Well, he was nominated, right? Yeah. Okay. Good to know. All right. Well, <laughs> the best thing I watched um, was, uh, and, I, and this the, this gets into this question of like, You know, we talk about guilty pleasures and having no pleasure should be guilty. If something brings you joy, you shouldn't feel bad about it. Um, But I I do want to say, like, I basically, kind of by accident in that way where you just start binging and you just don't stop, I binged my way through the first season of the E! original drama, The Arrangement, and damn, that was fun. That is, that show, that that this is of course the uh, sh- you may not have heard about it because they they didn't do a great job of promoting it if you don't watch E which I imagine many people do not um, and it's also not uh, currently ble- I believe streaming anywhere or it's you know, like watch it on like Logo TV um, Logo TV with commercials if you got I believe if you have cable verification so. It's a hard sh- it's not an easy show to track down at this moment hopefully they spread out its streaming options before uh, season two comes out in m- March um, but I found it to be a really fun soap opera um set in the world set, v- set very much ingrained in the world of Hollywood and pretty good on the details like there's some like you know little th- beyond like the the, you know, the mention of like deadline and all that. Like, there's some qual, there's some decent like stuff, but there's also like outrageous, like you know, who's sleeping with who? Oh, that person's, that person's go- getting into some crazy hijinks sexually. Like, well, this is
1: the Scientology show.
0: <coughs> also, yes, there's a the Scientology show. There's a Scientology they, aspect.
1: I think that was the most, most curious thing about it to me. Not, not that they delve into Scientology, just that this is very much a soap opera and there's like these kind of giddy silly soapy pleasures that go along with it and yet they're dealing with something that's just horrific and is a giant problem and is a point of fascination to be sure but it's like how do they how does that balance work out
0: well um here the biggest things are that uh like they do put they put they put enough work into establishing the Institute of the Higher Mind as its own entity. So like it, you, while it's very much based on Scientology and very much riff very very clearly you know connected to it in the cultural in the cultural mind, um, it. Though the creators were very insistent on it not actually being Scientology, which they have to say. Yep. The same way they have to say it's not based on the story of Tom and Katie.
1: Those lawyers are
0: legit. Yep. Um, Don't—yeah, pissing off Scientology lawyers is a real—sounds like a real bad plan. Um, <laughs> well, if you've got
1: your if you got your ducks in a row, it's a great plan. Yeah. If you're—like, if like, if you're Lawrence Wright, it's a great plan. If yep. you're an E! show, yeah, bad idea. Yeah. Continue.
0: But— um, I feel like it, what it does really nicely in terms of depicting Scientology is, for one thing, they make a really strong choice in basically saying, like, Scientology is a religion in their eyes. And that is why they have the nonprofit status. And that is why they... In
1: the eyes of, of who?
0: The Scientologists.
1: In the show, in the eyes of the No, no.
0: In, in in the actual world of Scientology. Scientology is, in, oh, like, I see it, is mean, a yeah. full-on religion. Right. Like, Scientologists consider that to be their religion. In fact, Jenna Elfman, I think, was once quoted as, like, in response to, like you know, someone making fun of Scientology, you're like, yeah, I love it when people make jokes about my religion.
1: Oh, no no, 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 no.
0: Yeah, and it's the church of Scientology and all that. It has to be. Yeah. So the Institute of the Higher Mind is established as more of a, is it, it's a self-help, you know, it's a self-help uh, society, essentially. Like, and it's all about all these, you know, practices about becoming your best self and writing your own narrative is, I think, is one of the, you know, memes that, comes up a lot. And, you know, it's about just kind of like self actualization and becoming a better person. And it's similar in respects to how a lot of people find that even, even a lot of, a lot of people who do practice Scientology get real value out of some of like the mental exercises and the, you know, workshops and the practices that, you know, are part of the, part of it. They don't get necessarily so much from like, you know, the more draconian, uh, you know fascist uh, side of the of the you know of Scientology but you know there's elements of Scientology that you know when you read about them on the surface sound like you know not terrible things um
1: so wait in the show in
0: the show in it's the show not a religion it's not a religion and it reflect but it, it instead it's very focused on the self-help sexual, self-actualization stuff
1: but it is is it like kind of on the outskirts considered to be a cult yes okay
0: it is it, it is it is referred to as a little culty and in fact that escalates over the course of the season
1: what does this institution i mean the institution's bad in the show it's clearly not a good
0: it's place. it's yes it is not considered to be a especially by the end of the season you are not team institute of the higher mind
1: mm. i guess let me i'll I'll preface this by saying if this is if there's spoilers within the answer to this we'll just move on but okay what kind of things does the Institute do that may or may not compare to kind of the things we've learned about Scientology? Let's say maybe do they lock people in a hull of a ship?
0: Um, without, without any spoilers, I will say that there is something called the facility Interesting. that people sometimes get taken to.
1: Is it, are you sure it's called the facility or is it called the faculty and it's actually a tie-in to the Elijah Wood movie from the 90s?
0: I can confirm that it's not true. Damn,
1: Jessica Beale. She could have come back.
0: Ah, I love the Biel. We need to, like... More Biel. We're believables. Oh, what if Biel th-
1: turned into, like, the leader of the... What is it? Higher... what?
0: Institute of the Higher Mind.
1: Institute of the Higher Mind. Like, that was the big reveal at the end of season two. <laughs> That'd be great. Jessica Beale just steps in.
0: Jessica Bielscher is basically secretly running everything. I well, think she, that's could,
1: what, she could really check off, like, a lot of genre boxes because she's got the drama yeah. with, uh, with the, the center, center, which could get her a Golden Globe dub. She's got uh, animation slash comedy with BoJack. Mm-hmm. Um, get, like, a nice nighttime soap in there with the arrangement. Right. You've only got, like, a, like a couple. I mean, there's a lot more genres, but she, you could really.
0: She she needs a multi-cam. She can she diversify could, nicely, She could, as she, could, she, she, could, she obviously rock wants Michael. to do. So. Yeah. And she can do. So, yeah, arrangement. Uh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> After all that, the, the best thing Liz watched was season one of the Arrangement, and season two is when I'm sorry.
0: Uh, so March. March. So okay. We got some time. Uh, but yeah, if uh, you if you happen upon it, if it eventually makes its way to Hulu or Netflix. Uh, I would ch- I would rec- it. I think when I initially watched it, I watched the first episode uh, last spring when it originally aired, and I was like, huh, it's not a quite as it's not quite as. Soapy and like it takes itself too a little too seriously. It was my initial reaction, and that's not not true. But at the same time, like I feel like it does escalate things pretty nicely.
1: It also leads into another discussion, which we'll trim very shortly. But when you're making those recommendations at like the Thanksgiving dinner table, right? A lot of the time, in the back of my mind, I feel weird if I'm telling them to watch something that I know is only available on this very small or select service. Right. So they probably don't have access to it. But usually I just push past it. Like, if it's good enough, then I just want to support the show anyway. So, like, even if it's just putting it in their head that maybe this is something they should consider getting, I just throw it out there. But do you do do that or do you censor? Like, do you just kind of?
0: I I tend to, after the fact, go, oh, crap, it's only available on this or that. Yeah. Um, I'm always
1: very, like, commiserating with people where it's like, yeah, no, I hear you. You can't have all of them. Yeah.
0: So I definitely uh, – yeah, I definitely I, – I, I, I should do that more. We should actually – I think, like, that's an entire episode is the art of the perfect T- uh, TV show recommendation. Oh, God. Like, I think we could <laughs>
1: – Can we figure that out? Because I haven't figured it out.
0: Well, we'll that's we'll, – we'll, we'll work on it. We'll workshop it. Okay. That'll be the episode.
1: We'll have uh, – we should just set up, like, a line of guests. Mm-hmm. And we'll just – we'll start with, like, okay, so I think we can do it this way. And then we'll bring somebody in and we'll pitch it. And we'll see how it goes, and we'll make an adjustment, and then bring somebody else in, and just like keep perfecting
0: it. I mean, we could do that, and then uh, we could do that, and then like do a follow up episode like two months later, where uh, presuming that we're still all on this planet, um, but we could do a follow up episode seeing how it actually worked out.
1: Like if they listen to us. Yeah. Wow, that's a whole other. <laughs> I think I think the perfecting the recommendation is step one. Getting people to actually follow it is. That might be out of our control. I yeah. don't even know if that's possible. But we could try. We can try. We should try.
0: Um, that's but... part of our job, really. <laughs> then what's the next thing you're looking forward to?
1: I don't know, Liz. Is there anything else coming, really? I mean, there can't be more television. The
0: Crown season, two.
1: I am looking forward to The Crown. That's uh, That embargo hits on Tuesday. So by the time you're listening to this, uh, you, it might be out. The review might be available. Um, I am looking forward to The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. But I feel weird saying looking forward to that because I've already seen the first episode.
0: Yeah, but the uh, that's first that's been out for a while. Yeah, but the thing with the Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, and I'll, I've we can definitely say this publicly, is that uh, that first episode ends is forty five minutes of setup, and then the show the show that we actually want to see starts. Right. Um. And that show is great, so you really are still looking forward to it if you've seen the first episode because you've only gotten a taste of what the show should really be about.
1: Yeah, I, I I'd agree with that. I mean, I I think that, and I mean a lot of people. I, I'm sure it got greenlit, kind of under that presumption, because it seemed strong enough, even in those 45 minutes, to to be safe to trust what's coming next is going to be good. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I I think that's probably the biggest show. Probably the biggest show left in November that yeah. I'm looking forward to. Once December hits, um, there's some there's some other things, but yeah, I'll go with Marvelous Mrs. Basil.
0: There you yeah, you know,
1: Amy Sherman Palladino, Amazon.
0: Can't can't go wrong.
1: Mad Men meets Gilmore Girls. I mean, with stand up comedy. With with stand up comedy, exactly. Uh, All right, Liz. What uh, what are you looking forward to?
0: Um, Literally before we recorded this podcast, Ben was like, I was like, Ben, what am I looking forward to? And he said, she's got to have it. And I said, Yeah, that's all right. That's what I'm looking forward to. (laughs) So that's what I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to she's got to have it. I have to. I have the screeners. I just need to check them out um, because I think she should have it. She should. She she deserves it. She'll get it. She'll get it. She's got to have it. Maybe
1: maybe we should work backwards because technically I reviewed it. and And I recommended it in this podcast. And now you're saying that you do have to see it. Right. But I'm guessing, knowing you, that nothing I said had anything to do with you wanting to see it. So I don't know if my recommendation Mm. is the trick that got you to where it needs to be. So I don't know if that's a good starting place or not. But I figured I'd ask.
0: Um, I think the fact that you really liked, like, like, I know that you and I often will disagree about a show if you think it's bad and I think it's good, but rarely we, it's very rare that you and I both don't think a show is good. So I know if you think a show is good, then I should check it out.
1: I mean, especially this show when a white male critic is telling you it's good, it must be.
0: I mean, white men are the only authorities I trust, Ben.
1: <laughs> good. Great, and we're on the same page. Great,
0: that is a joke, please, uh, for the love of God. Yes, what a time to be alive.
1: I think I think that's another important thing to note about, especially for you. Like as as in terms of looking forward to the show coming out. Right. I am very much looking forward to the discussion around the show. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to people who find things to not like about it, and some of the things that I didn't like about, it. like I'm, I'm interesting that exploration uh, through all of our vast, vastly diverse. Critics out there, and professional writers, and wonderful people who have lived this experience much more thoroughly—I uh, mean, obviously—than right. I have. Uh, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to that discussion around the show as much as the show itself. So,
0: gotcha. Yeah, cool. Um, and
1: I know you are too, Liz.
0: I am. I uh, do. We, I mean, is there like? Do you feel like there's going to be stuff to discuss in like a breakout sense, like say Stranger Things episode seven?
1: Um. I don't know if it'll be episode-wise. I think it'll be, I think it'll be scene and character-dependent more than anything else. I I completely disagree with Spike Lee when he said that he just made a long movie like oh, all these didn't. fucking people do. Uh, oh no, he definitely did. And this uh. is absolutely not that. It has it's very much written as episodes and with breaks and with uh, individual arcs and etc. Whatever. Um, but I would say that kind of, I think the discussion will expand beyond just specific episodes. I think there'll be scenes and characters that will be discussed very thoroughly. So,
0: Cool. Well, um, so that's what you're looking forward to. That's what I'm looking forward to. And you're going to be able to read all about that on IndieWire.com where you'll find news, reviews, interviews, features, all the stuff you like.
1: And make sure you listen to IndieWire's array of podcasts because they are Beautiful, perfect entities. Um, Much better than the one you're listening to right now, even, I would say. Hmm. Maybe.
0: Maybe. Maybe. Sometimes.
1: Sometimes. Probably most times.
0: Like, we haven't had, we've only had one special guest on our show, unlike, say, Michael Schneider, who has a special guest every week.
1: He has a special guest every week, but I would also argue that perhaps, you know, that just makes it less special. It's like, we've only, there's only been one person Who's earned the right to come on the Very Good TV podcast.
0: Who isn't a coworker of ours.
1: Who's not a coworker? exactly.
0: Yeah, those um, people get automatic ends.
1: Well, sure, we just need people to bounce ideas off of sometimes. But, right. I mean, you know, that makes it a big deal whenever, like, we're choosing to elevate somebody that stature. Anyway, Michael Schneider's doing that every week, and I believe this last week he actually had one of our coworkers elevate someone for him. Yeah. I believe our own Stephen Green interviewed Rob Hubel on the latest Turn It On podcast.
0: Delightful.
1: Yes, absolutely, both of them. Um, so make sure you listen to that. Make sure you listen to Chris O'Fault on the Filmmaker Toolkit podcast. I know he's got a lot of great guests coming on uh, now that Oscar season's in in full swing. And uh, of course, to break all break down all the predictions, analysis, race, marketing, campaigns, etc. Uh, Screen Talk podcast with Eric Cohn and Ann Thompson. It's this the is their moment. This is their time. Eric Cohn already just, you know, busting things open with the Jordan Peele story.
0: Yeah, that was great.
1: Yeah, talking about how Get Out uh, is not a comedy.
0: Indeed. And you can find Ben on Twitter at Ben T. Travers. By the way, Ben, I wanted to make sure I wanted to make sure to call out the fact that you did a lovely job in crafting this Thanksgiving narrative. Uh, you put a lot of time and effort into coming up with those characters. Yep. Yeah, it was great.
1: We definitely didn't come up with it right before we started recording.
0: You spent like a whole five minutes on it.
1: That's dedication for you folks. Uh, and you can, of course, find Lizlet on the Twitters at Lislet with an I and then an E.
0: Correct. Uh, we will be back next week. Uh, hope you have a lovely Thanksgiving week. And uh, in maybe while you're at it, keep watching television. <laughs>